Mark chapter 2, verse 18. Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. Some people came and asked Jesus, How is it that John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees are fasting, but yours are not? Jesus answered, How can the guests of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? They cannot, so as long as they have him with them. But a time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, and on that day they will fast. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, otherwise a new piece will pull away from the old, making the tear worse. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins, otherwise the wine will burst the skins and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. One Sabbath, Jesus was walking along through the grain fields, and as his disciples walked along, they began to pick some heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing that? It's unlawful on the Sabbath. He answered, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need? In the days of Abiathar the high priest, he entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Another time Jesus went into the synagogue, and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Some of them were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, so they watched him closely to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with the shriveled hand, Stand up in front of everyone. Then Jesus asked them, Which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they remained silent. He looked around at them in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts, and he said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was completely restored. Then the Pharisees went out and began to plot with Herodians how they might kill Jesus. Morning, everybody. Um, was that King Suki? I think that Lewis has done such a brilliant job, so simple that in many ways I'm tempted to sort of just not bother now. Because <laughs> I want to go home with that image of the broken pot and the gold of Jesus, just holding it all together. So thank you, Lewis, that's brilliant. Um, right. Uh, I don't know when these two last saw the light of day. Um, as, as far as I know, they have been uh, gathering dust behind... Am, am I ringing a bit, Phil? Um, gathering dust behind the church organ for many, many years. And they are, of course, the Ten Commandments. That's the wrong way round. No, that's the wrong way round. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lewis. <laughs> so there we have uh, one to four on this side and uh, five to ten 
on my left. If you don't know the history of the building, uh, then this floor that you're sitting on, some are sitting on, uh, was put in around 1970. And we've got a couple of photos to show what it was like before then. And if we zoom in on this one, there you'll see, uh, going back, are two tablets, uh, not of stone, um, but of cloth, of material. Well, imagine that we could take ourselves back to the 1950s or 60s, um, find ourselves sitting in the pews downstairs, um, either looking up at the Ten Commandments or the Ten Commandments looking down at us, uh, what would you think? How would you feel uh, faced with this list of do's and don'ts? No other gods before me. Don't make for yourself an idol. Don't misuse the name of the Lord your God. Uh, remember the Sabbath. Keep it holy. Uh, Honour your mother and father. Don't murder. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal. Don't tell lies. Don't covet. When the church was being redesigned, when the floor was being put in, and the discussions were obviously being had, would you be one, they've got to stay up there, keep them, or no, get rid, stick them behind the organ? Which way would you have fallen out on that one? Well, perhaps a quick retelling of the story of Jesus, uh, of, uh, that Jesus told of the Pharisee and the tax collector uh, might be helpful. So two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. Your law, I can do it. Yeah, I can do that. But the tax collector stood at a distance. I guess he was probably at the back of church, wasn't he? Because he didn't want to sort of come in, afraid to come in too close. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I can't do that. I'm stuffed. Big trouble. I tell you, this man, this tax collector rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humbled themselves will be exalted. So God's law. Are you a, a can-do person, uh, like the Pharisee, or a can't-do person, like the tax collector? You see, the Pharisees in our passage this morning were the religious elite deadly serious about God's law, but they were convinced that it was through their own can-do effort, their own goodness, that they could earn God's favour and enjoy relationship with, with him. But it was to totally misunderstand what this was all about. You see, this is an expression of God's character, his holiness, the sum of all his perfections. So if you like, taking uh, number seven, don't be unfaithful because God is faithful. Number eight, don't steal because God is the giving God. 
9. Don't tell lies because God is the one in whom all truth is found. You see, he exists. It's as as if he exists on another planet uh, to us, a bit like Messi's football skills are on another planet's mind. The idea idea that we can work our passage to him uh, through our keeping of the law, through our own goodness, is a complete nonsense. No, he has to come to us, and wonderfully, he does in the person of Jesus. And Jesus quite literally embodies this law. He is the living law. And as he lives it out, uh, the only perfect life that's ever been, he keeps it for all who would trust in him. And that's good news. So aware of my failings as a can't-do person, my great need, I move towards Jesus. And one way I express my love for him now is joyfully seeking to keep this law. Unlike the can-do religious person who sees their own goodness or obedience as the means by which they're accepted, when they wrongly interpret Jesus' behavior as breaking God's holy law, they revile him and move away. Well, that's a bit full on to start with, I'm conscious of that, but I hope it gives us some uh, helpful background. As we go into these three short cameos, uh, if you like, which teach us the, the joy and the freedom, uh, the life and the excitement there is to be had in following Jesus. So firstly then, I want to say uh, it's about feasting, not fasting. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So, picking up, verse 18. Now, John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. Uh, Some people came and asked Jesus, how is it that John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees are fasting, but yours are not? So, the complaint here is, Jesus, everyone else's disciples, John the Baptist, the Pharisees, they're all fasting and yours aren't. What's going on? You're not religious enough. You're not serious about God. Jesus answered, How can the guests of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? They can't, so long as they have him with them. But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and on that day they will fast. Jesus' response is slightly strange, isn't it? He doesn't correct their misunderstanding of the law which actually stipulated that um, fasting was to be done once a year on the Day of Atonement, uh, not twice a week, which the rabbis had added to ensure that they don't fall short or perhaps as a sign of their devotion. No, Jesus goes on about um, this bridegroom being with them and them being taken away. He was actually talking about himself, and whether they got it or not, we don't know, we're not told. But the bridegroom is a recurring picture through the Bible of the Messiah. Ultimately looking forward to the day that the relationship with his bride, the church, will be consummated. I don't know if you saw the story last month of um, Kelsey Steed. Kaylee Steed? Um, There she is. She was... Uh, jilted by the groom 
on the morning of um, the wedding, but she still decided to go ahead with the wedding. Uh, you've got to admire her courage, haven't you? But it must have been a strange day because it's the bride and the groom coming together that makes a wedding special. Uh, and the one that I was at in the summer had food and drink and conversation and laughter and dad dancing. It was um, a wonderful party, a great joy. But tragically, uh, the whopping lie that has been whispered in our ears since the beginning of time is that God is the great spoil sport. Uh, get involved with him and he'll suck the joy out of life. And I guess the Pharisees were reinforcing that by their religious practices, uh, weren't they? I'm not sure fasting is the first thing I'd think of uh, to put a smile on my face. But just as Jesus said to them back then, so he says to us today, I'm with you. In the person of my spirit, I am with you. So now is a time of feasting enjoying the good things I give. I'm not a killjoy. But of course, Jesus is also physically absent. He's ascended into glory from uh, where one day he'll return. So I think fasting too is also appropriate. I'm sure we've got loads to learn in this regard. I know I have. Um, but there will be some among us um, who are in the habit of fasting. Not to impress God, not to put him in their debt, but as an expression of lament. Jesus said, blessed are those who mourn. Uh, we should mourn when we look outwards at the state of our world, uh, be it at home or further afield. Uh, we should mourn when we look inwards at uh, our hearts our lukewarm love of others and of our Lord. You see, I want my life to make a difference. Um, and I'm sure I'm, I'm not alone. I want my life to be worthwhile. Wonderfully, Jesus promises to make it such. And when he offers this life to the full, I think that includes a balanced diet of feasting and fasting joy, enjoying the wonderful things that God gives, and yet also mourning uh, the terrible things that we see uh, in our world and in our own lives. Secondly then, uh, rest, not rules. Jesus said, come to me all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And rest is a Bible word um, speaking of heaven. So from verse 23. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the cornfields, and as his disciples walked along, they began to pick some ears of corn. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? Well, it doesn't seem much of a crime, does it? Uh, picking ears of corn, presumably to snack on. Uh, but the problem wasn't so much the, uh, the, the, uh, the scene of the crime, but the day of the crime. 
uh, it was the Sabbath. And Sabbath is the Hebrew word which means stop or cease, rest. And it was enshrined in God's law to mirror God's resting on the seventh day, having completed his work of creation. So here we are, down verse 4. Remember the Sabbath uh, and keep it holy. Remember thou keep holy the Sabbath in um, King James, no doubt. Um, And the Pharisees were so serious about keeping the Sabbath, they devised all these additional rules around it to define what work was and what work wasn't. It was like wrapping something special up in layers of uh, gift wrap in order to protect it all these additional laws around it, what you could do, what you couldn't do. I went to school in North London, and at school um, had lots of Jewish friends, um, both secular and devout. And I was always amazed by the, um, the reverence that some gave to their Saturdays, their Sabbath, their best clothes, synagogue, uh, good food with family, but for some, they wouldn't even turn the light switch on because that was uh, deemed as being work. It all feels rather petty, doesn't it? Rather clenched. Uh, You can't pick corn. You can't turn the light on because that's work, you know. It's as if you're waiting to be caught out for stepping out of line must be utterly miserable. Is that really what God intended uh, when he gave us the Sabbath rest? Well, of course not. Uh, Defending his disciples from the accusation of breaking the Sabbath law, or rather the Pharisees' misinterpretation of that law, Jesus points them to their history and their hypocrisy for not condemning Uh, their beloved King David uh, for breaking the law when in need, when he was in need. And that leads us to verse 27. Uh, Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. It's a bit like if you go out of here this morning and you see someone walking along with a bike over their shoulder and you go, Oi, mate, have you ever thought about um, that bicycle carrying you rather than you carrying that bicycle? And the look of puzzlement they give you shows that clearly they haven't. It's madness, isn't it? How something good like a bicycle, or in this case, God's law, can be used in such a way that it becomes burdensome. So, verse 28, the Son of Man, title Jesus uses for himself, is Lord even of the Sabbath. True Shabbat, true Sabbath, true rest is found in the person of Jesus. Uh, We may not be working our socks off to please God through Uh, religious duty, religious observance. 
Uh, but all of us here this morning are weary and burdened in some way or other, uh, striving after, I don't know, peace of mind, security, contentment, material comfort, the approval of others, things which can only be found ultimately in the person of Jesus. And the rest we find in him, the rest that so, much, so many of us will know firsthand, um, is just a mere glimpse of the eternal rest we can look forward to physically enjoying with him in the new creation. Rest, not rules. Finally then, life, not death. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. Notice again that this um, little episode also takes place on the Sabbath. Another time Jesus went into the synagogue, uh, verse 1, chapter 3, and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Some of them were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, so they watched him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with a shriveled hand, stand up in front of everyone. Then Jesus asked them, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they remained silent. He looked around them in anger and deeply distressed their stubborn hearts and said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was completely restored. Well, the man may not have been dead, but he is certainly less than whole. Uh, he has what we're told is a shriveled hand. And Jesus uses the opportunity to heal him. The result being, verse 6, then the Pharisees went out and began to plot with the Herodians how they might kill Jesus. Well, what do we make of that? Uh, the religious elite, the good guys, um, teaming up with the Herodians, uh, who they hated, um, in order to do away with Jesus. Well, on the one hand, you've got to be utterly shocked, haven't you? Here is a man who has come uh, on the scene, chapter one, proclaiming good news. He's been a model of wisdom and compassion, teaching the love of God, using his divine power to heal and alleviate suffering. It's shocking. But on the other hand, we shouldn't be surprised. See, in the previous chapter, at verse 5, Jesus claimed to be able to forgive sins, uh, which he backed up uh, by healing, and the religious leaders called it blasphemy. But here he goes a step further um, with his claim to be Lord of the Sabbath, which again he backs up with healing. And yet the claim is so outrageous that the uh, religious leaders don't have a word for it, but they have a sentence for it, and that is death. And hard though it may be for us to get our heads around, the reason that it's not surprising is that uh, the penalty for breaking the Sabbath was death. Well, it's been said, hasn't it, that we all want Jesus dead. Uh, 
The devout here want Jesus dead because he's an abomination. He tramples over God's law. Others want Jesus dead because, well, whether they're aware of it or not, as our creator, he has a claim on everyone's life. And we don't want that, do we? We want independence. Uh, So we want him out of the way. We want him gone. But I want Jesus dead because I'm convinced that he is the resurrection and the life and can do for me what I can't do for myself, restore me to wholeness both now and into eternity. Well, a couple of quick comments as we finish. Um, First two for those here who are convinced. Um, It's great not having to be religious, isn't it? I mean, I love it when I'm chatting with people and they think I'm different, they see me as uh, religious. And I tell them, no, 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 I'm just the same as you. No, 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 religion stinks. And the look on their face trying to work out what's going on here, and I take the opportunity to tell them how religion leads us away from God but wonderfully how Jesus leads us towards God. It's great not having to be religious. But it's also a joy to have the challenge of seeking to keep this wonderful law. Secondly, you can't miss the um, suspicion and hostility towards Jesus and his followers in these verses, can you? So be encouraged... um, when it feels you have to keep quiet in conversation with friends or family, um, because to share your, your view on whatever the subject is um, might only cause upset or even outrage. Jesus' teaching uh, today in our secular world um, is just as unpopular as it was back then in this religious world. Um, but our world desperately needs to know the... Um, life-affirming love of Christ. So rather than keep quiet and cower in a corner, uh, we've got to prayerfully, lovingly, gently, and wisely uh, find ways to let his voice be heard. Not easy. Our culture is really hostile to Christian ethics. That said, I must confess, as I've read this, I've thought how I would love to be one of the disciples when Jesus was going toe-to-toe with the Pharisees, I think I would have been behind him sort of going, go on, stick it up them. We're not allowed to do that. Gently and lovingly speaking his truth in. And finally, for those uh, yet to be convinced, uh, we haven't said anything about these verses 21 to 22 about uh, clothes and wineskins, but I think the point they're making is that um, Jesus hadn't come to to patch up or to reform uh, the law, Um, like here's the next iteration, not iPhone 10, but iPhone 11 or whatever it is. No, he was more revolution than reformation, Uh, completely new. And that's why they struggled so much to get him to understand. So if you are here this morning struggling to get this Jesus... Um, Be encouraged. You're not alone. Those that should have got it back then didn't. Some did. Many didn't. 
but we've got to learn from the Pharisee and the tax collector, haven't we? Um, if we think we can do it, um, that makes us proud, and yet our pride can be a stumbling block. Um, humility, like the tax collector, I can't do it. Someone's got to do it for me. Um, that's the way into Jesus' kingdom and the way on in it. Let me lead us in a prayer. Father, we are naturally proud people. Uh, we are naturally stubborn and hard of heart. Uh, we naturally uh, hate your law and uh, want to live according to our own law and not yours. Uh, but wonderfully, Father, you have sent Jesus uh, to give us life to the full, to lift burdens from us, to give us the joy, the promise, the hope of uh, restoration to wholeness, uh, resurrection into eternity. So, Father, we praise you for him this morning. Uh, thank you that he is the gold that uh, glues uh, the broken vessels, the broken people we are back together. So help us today to uh, learn from him and keep our eyes fixed on him. And in his name we pray. Amen.